Podcasters, assemble. Welcome in, everybody. We are back here with Marvel Vision, the uh, Man's MCU podcast. Uh, I am Joe, your host. And with me, it's another boys' day. We got Brian, Pulowski, and Tim. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks, Joe. Hello. 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 Tim, welcome back. We missed you. Oh, thank you. I missed all of you and all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> One and the same. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but we have another loaded Loki episode to uh, to discuss. Again, we're going to be going over kind of the episode scene by scene and talking about all the things we picked up on, all the questions we have. Um, gents, are you are you guys ready to? To jump into this loaded episode, let's dive in. We, yeah, I think we get going. All before right, so we, we start that, off though, the. Oh, oh, yes, before we do that, go ahead, Plaus. Before yes. we do that, be sure to follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Marvel Vision P and on Facebook, Marvel Vision Podcast. Probably get that Anyways. fixed. But, oh, well. <laughs> Back uh, to you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's start this episode off. So we start this episode, we, are, uh, we go to a Renaissance fair in. Osh gosh, by gosh, Wisconsin, uh, and a uh, squadron of Minutemen are there to track down another uh, very you know nexus point, probably because of the Loki variant. Uh, they they get into the uh, what should call it, whatever whatever that tent theater room. Is. Let's just call it the medieval times tent. Yeah, the medieval <laughs> yeah. times tent, and um, Loki. This Loki variant has the Scarlet Witch Wiggly Woo powers. Oh, yeah. Where they taste takes over the mind of uh, uh, Minutemen and they attack. Uh, yeah, but they, they attack, they attack each other. playing an amazing song, holding out for a hero. I mean, it was perfect. Perfect choice of music. Mm-hmm. I really like the entire opening of this with the, the fake medieval opening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where do you think, oh, when is this? Like, uh, way back in the day? Oh, no, 1985. Gotcha. <laughs> Some of us need this. <laughs> so, yeah. With the, uh, the knockoff Catherine Hahn. <laughs> oh, I, I'm glad we were all on the same page that it kind of looked like Catherine Hahn a little bit. <laughs> first, the first glance of it, I was like, do they have Agatha? And I was like, wait, no, that's not Catherine Hahn. Uh, <laughs> what a fake out. Uh, but it could be another character. Maybe we'll have that in our fan theories segment. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I mean, is there anything to pick up on this scene? I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. Loki steals one of the Minutemen. Uh, it takes more of the uh, reset charges. Uh, you know, it's it's a pretty pretty easy scene. There's not a, not a whole lot. But then we uh, we head to the TVA. Where Loki is talking to a physical manist- uh, manifestation of Miss Minute, Brian. Mm. I know you were really mm. excited about this. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to look at your Google search history, um, <laughs> but uh, you know Loki is you know getting getting these little lessons. He's learning more about the TBA. He's reading a jet ski magazine at uh, Mobius's desk, and then Mobius tells him. They got work to do. They got a, a Loki to track, so they are going to uh, join the other team in Oshkosh, or at least to find out what happened to that team. Uh, and we find out red line equals bad. 
You don't want to yeah. have that branch hitting the red line. Um, not good. Not good. Yeah, yeah, one of our predictions is right already. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're yeah yeah we we might be two for two when we get later into this episode. Um, but so before they go to Oshkosh, though, they do kind of get this little like briefing, and Loki goes over the difference between illusions and body doubles, and they show that like there have been numerous Loki variants that the TVA has had to track down doing all sorts of mischievous things. He was Lance Armstrong at one point. I mean, uh, <laughs> anything from this kind of briefing scene before they get to the Ren Fair? Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a little bit of a, um, I guess, foreshadowing almost, as we'll, we'll find out who the Loki variant is at the end of the episode. Uh, but it was it was just a nice little nod there saying like, hey, it might not look like the Loki that you're looking at right now. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was it was pretty funny when it was like, oh, yeah, that's Loki. that's a different kind of Loki. Oh, yeah, that's a, a biking Loki. And then it was like, oh, or maybe they don't look similar. And they had like a giant <laughs> gargoyle looking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pulaski, Brian, do you guys have anything to add to that? Um, not to that part, but like the whole, uh, conversation of Loki with my wife, Miss Minutes, uh, <laughs> he's, he's asking her, uh, like, are you alive or you were recording? She's like, oh, it's, it's kind of a little of both. And it really reminded me of, uh, Zoloff and Winter Soldier, like copying his brain onto like digital <clears throat> files so he can like think kind of, but he's not really alive. Yeah. Oh, oh like uh, Arnim Zola. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, sort of like an AI or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. With, with could, limited that, responses. <laughs> that that could be. That that's an interesting thought. It was good to know. I think they um, during that those scenes, they you know, five units away from the timeline or away from the sacred timeline is the you know the red line, and. In the mm-hmm. ca- in the very beginning, like the Ren Fair episode or, uh, clip, they were, you know, like, "Oh, we're counting down." You know, "Oh, we're three away, two away." <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. stop. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we, yeah, we get to that where Loki is kind of stalling. He, uh, you know, kind of right before Mobius, mm-hmm. he, you know, he knows the right buttons to hit with Loki. You know, he's like, "Ooh, you know, like maybe I can get you in front of the time, uh, you know, the timekeepers or something like." You know, he just knows the dank how to dangle that carrot in front of Loki to get him kind of staying sharp, staying on task. Uh, but Loki is going to try and finagle some kind of deal out of, uh, out of anything he can. And he's going to stall for time. He's going to try and I don't know, just let the, let the branch reality go. We, not too sure what he was trying to do, but uh, you know, I guess maybe I just trying he- to trying to find out where his line is. Yeah, I think right. he was just he was uh he was kind of like um like what you do as like a kid you kind of like test the water to see how far you can push things before you know somebody's gonna like correct you. Yeah, yeah, and like um, if I can quote Sam Wilson, it's always that last line. <laughs> I was literally thinking the same thing, like because he, he has Mobius, and then yeah, and then he's like, he's like if like, I could just. Talk to the timekeepers. All right, that's it. That's what he wants. All right, we're done here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something else I picked up on, like, they they were definitely trying to bait you into something with who this Loki variant was because they kept using the he, him pronoun. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's obviously a dude, but 
surprise. It, it's not, but we're not there yet. Uh, so they get they get out of the Ren Fair. They set the reset charge off, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but like the reset charge, like when it when it like you know blows up, it kind of looks like the circles that get created when Doctor Strange does his sling ring, like creates the circles. I don't know, just kind of it kind of looked like that a little bit. Like it has a little bit of a fizzle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we're looking at that, that's just looked cool. It was interesting that like when it went off, it only like disintegrated the things that weren't supposed to be there. So like the grass yeah. and everything was fine, but like the bodies and like helmets and everything got zapped mm-hmm. away. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, Oh, it's cool. It's uh doesn't touch the grass at all. You know, just the, the things around it. Yeah. What's not supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, but so we get that, you know, we get the scene and now Mobius is going to have to answer for Loki's antics. He's going to go talk to, uh, Ravona Renslayer, who is, who looks to be kind of one of the higher up superiors at the TVA, kind of one of the closer, uh, you know, hands to the timekeepers, which I have a theory on that as well. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. you know, I'm just hoping that we get a lot of you know, more on Mobius's history. It definitely seems like there's something there's something more with him. He clearly has been there a long time. He know, he understands. He has this relationship with Renslayer. Uh, there's uh, just the, yeah, the sexual tension is palpable. <laughs> there, it, it is. Uh, anything from this kind of scene? Anything you guys picked up on? I mean, I. I don't want to oh, Brian, jump too far into theories already, but he, he like Mobius is like, oh yeah, how are the timekeepers? She's like, oh, how do you think? He's like, I don't know, I've never met them. And then she's yeah. talking like she has, but I feel like no one in the TV has ever met the timekeepers. Yeah. Well, Tim, I, I think you you might have said something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, I don't want to jump too much into the uh, prediction, but I, when I was watching it and they were kind of talking about like, oh, I don't know, I haven't talked to them, I've never met them. I was like, I don't really think that the timekeepers are a thing. I think they might be more of like a yeah. an idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Michael. Yeah, like an invention that they create to sort of just like control everyone at the tva like oh yeah we let's believe in these uh you know these people that we made up and then um it's sort of like the the wizard of oz or something you know like um the great man behind the curtain yeah it's like always saying oh well they're saying to do this so you know we gotta follow what they say so you know it's out of my (laughs) hands i'm sorry you know (laughs) even though they're the ones like possibly controlling stuff or you know someone someone else might be controlling it Right. Um, we also learned that uh, Mobius is not the only analyst at the TVA. Uh, Ravona has another big time analyst working. Um, I, I mean, I have a theory. It, it, we can either wait for the end of the episode for me to drop this. It's something that's been talked about a lot on the online, but I don't know. Where, where do you guys want that placed? You know, just, just, just throw it, it in, baby. Just do it. Drop it now. Throw it in. Uh, so, Kang is uh, kind of being teased as this next kind of big villain. He's going to be the main villain in Ant-Man and Quantumania. Uh, in the comics, Ravona Renslayer is romantically entangled with Kang. Uh, perhaps Kang is either her other analyst, or Kang is one of, or is the only, 
time keeper. Um, I don't know. I, this could be possible. He is a big time traveling villain. He's always trying to take over the word world. He's called Kang the Conqueror. So I don't know. We uh, maybe. What do you guys think? Sounds good to me. I'm nothing to add. <laughs> never, never heard of him, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get to know him because he's the next Mephisto. Um, yeah, I've, I've also never heard of him, but I again, I trust your judgment. Uh, we also need to put a pin in FDR high school pen. Uh, just seems, <laughs> oh, yeah. seems like they gave us a good look at that for a reason. Um, so... Mobius gets uh, Ravona to sign off on allowing Luke to do one more mission to find out, you know, something that they can do to track down this variant. Uh, and I love this kind of scene where, like, Loki's, you know, realizing, oh, I got to do some damage control. He's acting kind of like the annoying coworker or, you know, <laughs> annoying annoying rookie to the to the to the vet, like you know, bouncing around trying to like make up, um, you know, just. Just great Tom Hiddleston acting. <laughs> high energy. Very high energy. Uh, do we think Loki's main goal is to meet the timekeepers? Right now, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, do you think there's no other ulterior motives? No. Well, I mean, he kind of, like, the conversation between him and Mobius there, like, Loki's like, oh, I'm 10 steps ahead. You don't even know my plan. <laughs> and uh, Mobius lays out, and it's basically. The same plan that Loki had on Sakar to take control of Sakar from the uh, the Grandmaster, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and oppose to him and then betray him and rule from there. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like. I mean, his plan is really just like, what? How can I survive essentially and like turn my uh, situation into something better? Because like he kind of, you know, he's just figuring things out as he goes goes along. So it doesn't really seem like he has like a you know, almighty plan as he keeps trying to say, it's more of just like, all right, what opportunities can I take that are presented to me? So like when earlier in the episode, when we were talking about when Mobius was like, Oh, you can meet the timekeepers. He was like, Oh, I can meet the timekeepers. Okay. Let's yeah, <laughs> add that to my plan. You know? Yeah. This is like a, this is a world that he has like no prior knowledge of. So he's trying to still, he's still learning how everything works wherever this actual outside the matrix world may be. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, well, so Mobius is going to have Loki do some essentially bitch work. Uh, he's going to have him read through all these different kind of files on the the Loki variant and all the t like different timelines and case files. Um, but Loki is a mischievous scamp, so he's not going to do exactly <laughs> what he tells you. He's going to try and find out everything he can about the timekeepers, only to realize that the only Yes, Tim. Okay, awesome. Um, uh, Loki is going to find out that the only thing he can um, read is his very own case file. Yeah, and it was like the uh, um, he goes to like the librarian essentially, and they're just like, nope, nope, nope. Here's your tiny little file that you can. <laughs> that's all you can read. Right. Um, from this file, he's going to read about the destruction of Asgard, uh, and you're, you're going to just, again, like subtle, great acting by Tom Hiddleston, like just all the, you know, no words, just emotion through his face, seeing like 
oh my god, my home world, like, even though in this point of time, like, he really doesn't have much connection to that world, like, died, his, you know, people died, you know, we got a confirmed, like, just under 10,000 dead from on Asgard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, this is going to spark something in Loki's mind, where hey, there is zero, zero variance detected. So I can do whatever I want in a in a in a uh, Armageddon type situation, and there will be no change because the, that that world is ending. Um, so he's going to bring this to Mobius. He's going to take Pillboy's juice box. Um, <laughs> just this was—I thought this was a really cool scene, and I think this is kind of the biggest meat to chew on outside of the big reveal at the end. Yeah. Yeah, this was a really good, um, and, and just to also kind of back up your um, discussion point there about you, in, <clears throat> watching him act, Tom Hiddleston act when he <laughs> sees like the, the official death count of Asgard and everything. And like kind of, you know, he realizes, even though he didn't live through it, um, you know, seeing the memory, memories earlier of Asgard being destroyed and then, you know, like, you know, no survivors, or, you know, only a, a couple thousand survivors. And then knowing that those people pretty much get killed when Thanos shows up. Yeah, half of them right. at least. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, so then, um, so then uh, he discovers like, again, this is probably one of the bigger discoveries that we've had so far, probably. Um, yeah. Up, up until the end, as you said, but uh, it's a very clever thought, you know, hiding within an apocalypse because again, everything is just going to be destroyed. So you can do whatever you want. Um, right. In that timeline. Because you're, Brian, uh, <laughs> Brian, uh, did you did you have anything kind of on this as well? Uh, nothing that you haven't said already. Yeah. Tim, Tim, any? No, you guys are hitting the nail on the head. All right, cool. I just want to. I, I heard someone drop out, so I want to make sure everyone was here. Uh, yeah, I, dro- I dropped out for a little <laughs> bit, but I came back. <laughs> um, yeah. The only thing I have is like, you know at least with the destruction of Asgard, if Loki were to stop Hulk from getting on the ship and, like, knocking him off the bridge, and then Asgard blows up the Hulk on it, I mean, mm, I feel like that's a pretty big variance, just gonna say. <laughs> maybe there's a, maybe there's a flaw uh, to that whole whole ideology, but that's a different, that's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> so they're gonna test it out, they're gonna go to Pompeii, Loki is going to, you know, free the goats. He's going to speak to people in a different language. And he asks, hey, are we, like, are we the future? Like, what, what is the TVA? Uh, um, I don't know. That, 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 there really isn't a lot in the Pompeii scene. It's just working on a theory. It's just showing up. Proving it right. Yeah. I, uh, I like this scene because he's like, when he's talking to the ghost, he's like, my fellow horned friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's actually so speaking Latin and he's speaking it correctly as well. He's not, so like when today, when people see Latin, sometimes they'll pronounce it. Ixne on the, yeah. Well they'll, well, they'll use church Latin and so you use like cha, cha, like for certain consonants. And Latin, Latin, you don't make that. You, you wouldn't know this unless you studied Latin, which I took three years of Latin in high school. So I was like, oh. And then Tom Hiddleston has done a couple. He did uh, Coriolanus and a few other. So, like, he would have the the background knowledge of how to pronounce Latin correctly. And I was just like, nice. So that was just a 
fun little thing for myself. Well, Loki is the silver tongue, so um he has to know how to speak correctly, yeah. <laughs> so Loki and Mobius are gonna look through all these different kind of Armageddon, just you know, end of the world apocalyptic kind of things. Uh they're gonna get tired, they're gonna have a conversation in the in like that little cafeteria. And Loki kind of, you know, asks some armor-piercing questions about the TVA to Mobius. Um, I, what you know? What did you guys kind of pick up from this conversation between them? This was yeah. Like I a mean, com- go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's they're kind of going back and forth, like poking holes in each other's ideologies. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this sounds crazy. You know, like timekeepers created you and TVA and everything, and then. It's like, oh yeah, who, who, where'd you come from? <laughs> right. You're of myth also. Yeah. yeah. I like this conversation because it reminded me of our conversation last week about um, free will and everything. And Loki kind of, you know, he's like, well, really, you know, you and me, Timobius, um, are the only people that have free will because we, you know, can out- act outside of... Uh, Sort of sacred timeline. timeline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I just thought that was, I was like, these are ex- exactly how what I was thinking. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think this is a good, and I think like to a degree, both Loki and Mobius are correct in their kind of assessment of the TVA. Like mm-hmm. Mobius says, like, it gives me a purpose. This is, this is my own glorious purpose. You know, this, you know, it doesn't matter where everything goes and how this ends. Like I'm, I know I'm making a difference, but Loki is also like, Hey, like maybe this is just all bullshit. Like it's, you know, maybe, maybe this is, there's a greater bad or good that's coming from the TVA. He has that line where he says like, you know, you called me a child, but a child, you know, I I know something from different than a child. Like I know even the most bad people, are not fully bad and the most good people are not fully good. So I don't know, just a, just a really good kind of thought exercise from them. Tim, yeah. do you have anything to add? No, I, I, I mean, I don't, I wasn't there for the touching on the free will uh, situation, but it, he's absolutely right. I mean, if any time you make a free and conscious free will decision, decision of your own free will, they have somebody come and incinerate you because it strays from your path, your narrative, then that's not free will. That's uh, you're just a, a, a pog in the, uh, in, in the machine. machine. Like, but um, yeah, it's interesting that the, the TBA, so we're, I, I'm interested to see exactly how much free will the TBA has. Yeah. So they, you know, another thing in this scene they kind of talk about is like, okay, well, you know, Loki kind of talks about the end of time and like, oh, what's next? And he's like, oh, well, what are the sacred timekeepers, right? And Mobius is just kind of like, well, it's not finished yet or something. Like the epilogue isn't finished or something right. to that effect. And so it's like, this leads back to the, are they even really like alive? Are they really, you know, there or whatever? I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Wanted, uh, you know, curving the bullet and the, the fabric of time or the fabric of fate or whatever it's called. Um and like, you know, they discern who can who should be killed and who shouldn't be. And like the whole time, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't <laughs> watched this movie, uh, but, you know, someone's controlling who gets killed and who doesn't and everything. And so this, you know, reminded me of this, like, who's 
actually controlling what the quote unquote sacred timeline is. And this was just another, you know, layer on top of that questioning, you know, if they don't know mm-hmm. what the future is going to be, if they don't know how this is going to end, like, you know, right. Right. Yeah. yeah the, the, oh, go ahead, Brian. Yeah. Sorry. Like going back to like, if you're asking people at the TVA, do they have like and everything? I, yeah, probably. But again, they still need to like, they can't do anything that'll screw up the timeline. Also, like Mobius loves jet skis, but he's never ridden one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they have just so bad. So much fun. The hand to time. Um, one of the things I was kind of thinking of because, like, Mobius has this line where he says, "The um, you know, like the timekeepers, and let's just go with perception as reality right now. We're going to say the timekeepers are real." Uh, you know, he was saying like, you know, they're still working, they're still weaving this timeline together. You know, we learned from the first episode, there's this multiversal war that was going on, all different timelines fighting. Is it possible that maybe these timekeepers are taking different parts of the multiverse and that's how they're creating this timeline? They're taking ev- all elements from all timelines and trying to weave it among all of them in. Could be interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was I was thinking of like, how you might tie, like, thread a rope. You know, mm-hmm. you got all these strands, and you're starting from the beginning and kind of weaving them all together into one right. concrete rope, and they're still, at the end of it, trying to put everything together. Theoretically. Yeah. Theoretically, of still course, being yes. woven at the end. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, it kind of kind of tying in with another oh. one of my favorite <laughs> Marvel Vision shows, but... <laughs> When you have all this, all these timekeepers keeping one sacred timeline in check, when really we all know that chaos theory, chaos breeds, you know, life. Where is this, where does chaos magic figure into this whole equation? Where like where is it coming from? If theoretically, if we're all on one natural timeline, there shouldn't be any chaos or according to time. Well, well, remember, so Wanda or the Scarlet Witch is a nexus being, which is someone who is the same throughout all timelines. So that chaos magic is likely drawn through nexus beings who, you know, are the same throughout all, you know, they're, they are, and maybe that helps kind of the weaving of all these timelines together. Like you just get that one person who, is the same throughout all of those multiverse, and that's how you create that chaos uh, magic. They're like a cornerstone throughout the the different universes. Right, the Scarlet Witch always always must exist. Yeah. Okay. Perhaps I. <laughs> we're just spitballing here. I get it. Spit, we're spitballing here. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so from this conversation, Loki is going to kind of give. Uh, Mobius, this idea about the Kablooey that they found uh, in uh, the not, like 1542 or whatever the hell in that church in France. The little Joan uh, of Arc character, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, and, the, and they're going to try and figure out like, hey, like how did this you know, you know, when did this, when was this from you know, we got a cross-reference all this time frame um, and I mean, we get probably one of the best lines of the night uh, or of the episode when Loki's like, what is this? And he's like, candy. And he's like, you know, candy's like, yeah, you don't have candy on Asgard. And Loki's like, yeah, 
grapes, nuts, like yeah, just <laughs> nature. <laughs> nature sounds candy. great. Like yeah, uh, I wish I wish that was the only candy here. That would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> It's like when your um, diet is only like fish and bread and you know, right. oh, grapes and nuts. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> no wonder no wonder Thor's so jacked. Um <laughs> currently not, but you know, you get it. Yeah. Um and like again, this is just another great like Owen Wilson, Tom Hiddleston like chemistry thing. Like Owen Wilson's got all the files. He's like, Oh, you want to split it? Like, should we bet? Like our gentleman's bet. Like, let's just see who gets the best. Uh, they go through all these different apocalypses from, uh, I think it was like the years like 2040 to 2072, which that's cool to know that Marvel thinks that we're going to be around that long. Um, <laughs> you know, they talk about the you know, cl- the climate change, the death of all the um, swallows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we find... Some- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. There was yeah. some event in like 2048 and then like 2054. It was just like all like climate related <laughs> disasters. And it's like, yeah. oh yeah, that checks out. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, they're going to find a 20, a, a match uh, in 2050 in Haven Hill, Alabama. There's going to be a hurricane that's just going to level that, that city. So they're going to go there, uh, get the, Get the okay from Ravona, uh, and they're going to go to Rock's Cart. Which, um, if you guys are, if you guys watch the Marvel TV shows, the Daredevils and stuff like that, uh, that is from Roxon, which is a kind of evil corporation from the comics. So hmm. they hang yeah. a role. Maybe that's a little nugget from from Loki saying, yeah, like they're going to be more prevalent because timeline wise, that's. 2050 is 27 years away, so we'll start to see rocks on get bigger in the MCU, maybe. Um, but so we're gonna get into this rocks card. They're gonna go find this variant. They finally track them down. Uh, B uh, Hunter B15 doesn't trust Loki. He's coming with her, and they uh, they find a guy plant shopping. Seems <laughs> odd in a hurricane. Hurricane um, sale. Hurricane sale on Azaleas. Uh, <laughs> and then, obviously, Loki is taking over. They take over. Uh, that variant takes over B-15's body. And, um, you know, this is Loki's introduction to another form of himself. What do we got from that? I just gave a whole lot of information to chew on. What do we got from here? Yeah, uh, it seems that that Loki can't really hold on to control of those people for very long mm-hmm. because like when Loki's talking to Loki through the other people, like I, she, she changes so many different times, like two or three times at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, we, we do get that. Like, I just, I think the, the shit eating Loki grin that he gives <laughs> is just always the best. Like, you know, it, like, yeah, he, he gets the the grin from the from uh, the possessed B fifteen. He just gives the usual like, ah, like hey, it's me, Loki. Uh, yeah. Grin, love that grin. Yeah. Uh, so Loki's gonna try and convince uh, B. Loki's trying to convince convince Loki to uh, our Loki twenty. We gotta fi- we gotta figure this out. 
Hiddleston. Shloki. Shlo- All right, yeah, we're going to call Shloki bad Loki. So Loki's going to convince Shloki uh, to join his side to take over the TVA. Uh, Shloki's like, nah, fam, that's not what I'm here for. Um, you know, obviously just trying to distract him. Possesses a big burly dude and beats the crap out of Loki. Um, and then, I mean, we can get yeah. to the reveal or we could talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. So, um, just earlier, like earlier when they first like walk in, it was cool to see Loki kind of like dry himself with his magic again, you know, just right. use his like, um, ability to transform and everything just cause we hadn't really seen, you know, he hasn't really been able to use his magic as much. And then in the fight scene with the big burly dude, you know, he sort of, uses magic to grab it looks like a Roomba or something yeah. to block a guy's um, attack. And, um, you know, this whole time, this, so for me, this is what sort of um, solidified my thought that, you know, Loki just kind of, he's doing it as, you know, um, he's, he's going along with, you know, the situations that present itself to him, you know, because uh, he's like, okay, okay, Loki, like you joined me. And like this whole time, like you can clearly tell from all of the different, possessed people that it's like okay this is clearly like shloki is the one in charge and the one that's masterminding all of these things and like loki our loki is just going in there like oh you know what like again like we talked about in the first episode you know loki's immediately trying to like dominate and be the 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 top dog the every time he interacts (laughs) the superior loki there can only be one true loki yeah I, I low-key thought that there was... Uh, low-key. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was going to be a sort of like Highlander um, thing here. Like, like Shloki's going through all the timelines, killing all the other Lokis. Yeah, maybe, but, um, you know, to gain power or some shit. But, you know, I feel like that would be too on the nose. <laughs> I feel yeah, like there are like, infinite Lokis also. So that would be a yeah. very long task. <laughs> <laughs> More power. <laughs> Uh, so we are going to get the reveal that, uh, and look at this, Brian, Michael, and myself are betting a thousand on our predictions. Mm-hmm. Loki has entered the chat. She, uh, uh, she is going to be the big bad, I presume. Uh, maybe someone else who knows. Um, but Lady Loki is going to reveal that she was pretty much just stalling and she drops a bunch of reset charges all across the sacred timeline, just bombing it relentlessly. Uh, this was a big freeze frame kind of moment here for me. Mm-hmm. Just a list of a few of the places that uh, the charges were sent to. Void, Jotunheim, Sakar Ego, Titan, New York, Tokyo, Xandar, Hala, whole lot of places. Pretty much everywhere that we've seen in the MCU uh gonna create a whole lot of mess here and i don't think the tva is gonna have enough time to reset all of those yeah this was a really um like well executed plan as you could see her like she loki or lady loki um had the sort of like little pda thing that the tva uses to open the portals and you can see that it was <clears> like splice and like hacked so that it would open all of these individual gateways at once and yeah just to so I, I did the same thing, freeze framed, and went through just so it displayed the um, the dates as well, which I thought was interesting. 
And mm-hmm. none of the dates that listed with those specific events, you know, correspond necessarily to an MCU uh, date and time significance. Yeah, significance or anything. But then, like, you know, so really we can only kind of guess. But I think an interesting one was the Vormir one was in 2301. So, like, a couple hundred years in the future to reset the timeline. So, you know, it's not even just oh. back in time that these things are being reset and everything, but in the future as well. Um, hmm. Yeah. That's bonkers. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I think kind of said earlier, her plan was to bomb the timeline in as many places as possible so they literally can't reset all of them in time right yeah mm-hmm. create as many nexus branches as possible uh i mean this is obviously i mean uh, there are four more episodes to go so we don't know if they're going to be able to tie this up with a bow but i mean again there is a movie out there called dr strange and the multiverse of madness so we know the multiverse is coming i yep. hope i don't know they baited us in wandavision uh, and there's rumors that Spider-Man No Way Home is also going to deal with the multiverse. So I think this is probably the big lead up to this. You know, there's bound to be a, a few branches that that just aren't able to be caught in time that could just create a whole different uh, whole different world. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I it's kind of hard to predict where things go from here. Um, but before the before we get into that, a couple more notes here. Uh, Mobius and his squadron find the missing Minutemen that Loki had taken, and mm. seems like the, uh, Lady Loki has shown her something because she is just sitting there repeating, "It's not real. It's not real," you know, uh, or "It's real. It's real," uh, you know, like clearly off her rocker. This leads us to to ask, you know where are these Minutemen and TVA analysts coming from? Are these different variants from different times that they've been mind, you know, mind washed or brainwashed and mind wiped, or are they just creations by somebody? I mean, it's, I'm wondering what lady Loki showed this agent. Right. And we, and we learn also that at least this hunter that she kidnapped from the first scene believes that the timekeepers are real because she said that she gave them away and like how to find them mm-hmm. right so, uh, yeah to her like, they're real at least yeah, yeah that's true and like um you know because i the way i, I just kind of looked at it is like she was sort of being tortured almost or something like maybe being shown visions of the future or you know you know vi- yeah like visions is kind of what i was what I thought in my head when, you know, and she just kind of like went crazy and like, uh, and that's why, you know, when she's like, Oh, I gave away how to, um, how to find the timekeepers. I just assumed that she was being tortured by lady Loki. Hmm. I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I don't, I don't really have anything to add to the conversation, (laughs) but I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So the lights are going to go red, which everyone knows that by the lights going red, Loki and everyone in that rocks cart had entered hell because red is the color of Mephisto. So <laughs> Mephisto essentially confirmed to be appearing in episode six of Loki. Um, <laughs> no, but Lady Loki leaves the door open long enough for Loki to contemplate his next move. He's going to enter the doorway to 
wherever the hell Lady Loki had that entered. Uh, what's what's next for Loki? What are we what are we going to see Loki, the mischievous scamp that he is, get up to in episode three? Well, I'd, I'd like to. I, sorry, go ahead, Tim. So I'll I'll just keep my prediction pretty short. I think that Loki. We all have seen that Loki, you know, can be good. And I think that he is, he saw the opportunity to follow Shloki, Lady Loki, whatever we're going to continue to call her, uh, to try to get a better grasp on what her diabolical plan is. Right, yeah. I, I had the same thought that basically just debates on the motivations of Loki leaving, like for what reasons. I don't think he chose her side over the TVA. But he chose, like Pulaski was talking about earlier, where he would have the option to choose other things. Like he can make up his mind later to betray her or curry a little favor her. either side. Yeah. Yeah, but if he stays there with the TVA in Alabama, he's basically useless. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing both sides, so that way he always comes out on top. <laughs> I shouldn't, shouldn't tell them that. <laughs> It also yeah. it also seemed like just before the reveal of Lady Loki, she was trying to like frame Loki for something because like you heard like his voice get like repeated to him, like it seemed like she was like maybe trying to set him up or something. Seemed like it, probably not, but it seemed like it. Maybe I I thought it was just something to, like calls attention behind him or something to to see her. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, it seemed like. Uh, well, yeah, I was gonna say just just like we were just kind of talking about. Um, he couldn't. He can't really do anything if he stayed in that in this in that timeline or like stayed there with the TVA and everything. He <clears> he has more of an effect. He can actually potentially, you know, the way he looked back at Mobius and everything. You could tell he was like, there isn't enough time to like explain everything that just happened and everything that I've seen. Like I don't know how long this portal's gonna be open for. Like that's kind of what it seemed like. I'm gonna go through and at least if I'm on the other side, I'm with Lady Loki. I can potentially you know join sides if it's something or you know help mobius out and you know oh yeah he got he definitely got all of that from that single glance too yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean he loki definitely knew the effect of leaving what it would have on mobius because earlier like uh when the lady hunter regained consciousness uh, one of the other people was like oh it looks like your favorite loki betrayed you and he's like oh no come on and then right. here we see him walk through the doorway, literally in his eyes, choosing the Lady Loki over him, which I, makes me feel bad. Yeah, same. For man, Mobius. Mobi Mobius just wants a friend to ride a jet ski with. Oh, man, don't we all? <laughs> Hashtag make Mobius happy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, big finger, uh yeah, we really, really don't know what's next in store. Uh, we're certainly going to have ramifications across the board for the whole MCU because the multiverse is happening whether we want it to or not. There's there's no way the TVA already spread thin, uh, you know, resetting all of those charges. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're probably going to delve into that. But let's get in some theory time because I want to talk about this one that's been floating around the internet. <clears throat> do we think Lady Loki is in fact a Loki? Uh, because there is this theory going on that in the foreign language dub 
Uh, Lady Loki is credited as Sylvia, which in the comics is a name or alias for Enchantress, who has the power of mind control uh, and like possession. And she's also blonde in the comics. Lady Loki is brunette. So, I mean, do we think this is Lady Loki or could this be Enchantress trying to pretend like she's Loki? Don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting theory. Um, I, you know, I always always leave it up to the nerds on Reddit to like uncover this shit like <laughs> weeks in advance. But um, I, I, I don't know. I, I would think that the TVA, they're aware of like, you know, people's powers. So I would think they would know if it wasn't a Loki and it was actually a different Enchantress, but. I guess that that it stands to be answered. That's one of those like yeah Reddit things where it's like they gotta consult the sacred text, cross reference like the foreign versions and everything. But yeah, like I feel like if it was someone else, um, you know, because Lady Loki doesn't like the name Loki, which I can understand. Where I can understand how that would give perhaps some evidence towards that theory. But when Loki is talking to Lady Loki. Um, you know, and they're intro- he's introducing himself, and um, as Lady Loki's talking through one of the surrogates, that one of the surrogates like, well, you know, if anything, you're the copy of me, essentially, like you know. So it seems like they're the same person, at least, um, just based off of that. But yeah, I mean, again, it's only episode two. This could have been in like any other TV show. This would have been like the season finale. You know the sacred this is, time. This is the bombs. this is the penultimate. This is the penultimate episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say definitely that uh, Lady Loki is not as uh, definitely not self-centered like our Loki. Like she said, "Oh, this isn't about you." <laughs> yeah. And Loki's used to having everything about him and doesn't think twice about it not being about him. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll open the floor to other theories if anyone has any about what where where things go from here. I think we're going to get um, some sort of inside problem at the TVA, which you kind of touched on already. Um, and I also think that my theory that the timekeepers aren't really there or don't exist anymore or maybe never did, I think that is going to... I think that'll be like an episode three or four bomb. Michael. Yeah. I, um, you know, the, exactly. Like the TVA is going to be kind of thrown into chaos. Now we're going to see Mobius and the, I can't remember her name, but the Ravona uh, Ravona. Yeah. Um, they're probably going to be trying to figure shit out. Shit's going crazy. Mobius is going to be like, all right, we need the sacred timekeepers to like, you know, we need to go see them. We need to go talk to them. And then she's going to be like, well, uh, about that (laughs) remember Um, santa claus (laughs) yeah so you know something i think that's how what what do you mean by santa claus tim (laughs) i I think you should go wake your father up and have a conversation (laughs) father's day i can't do that (laughs) you're right wait wait until the morning it'll everything goes bad news is better in the morning (laughs) uh brian any any thoughts theories 
I have no overarching theories. Uh, I mean, you guys kind of covered what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I was just too busy basking in the glory of us, our first predictions being right. So I try not to <laughs> right. make any more. Yeah, this is the first time on top. We've, we've been right on this podcast. Um, there was a lot of a lot of Mephisto and John Walker and the Flag Smashers were one and the same predictions <laughs> out there. So it's, yeah. it feels good to be feels good to be right. Yeah, just uh, just one comment for all the uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender fans out there. Uh, the uh, giant statue. <laughs> of the timekeepers like they're doing like the fire nation like greeting salute with their hands which i thought was really interesting which is probably it's modeled off of like a chinese greeting sort of but interesting well, to yeah. see that 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 was pretty cool brian hey man could you not cool tim <laughs> you're just jealous as a non-bender hey, hey, yeah. brian's been here for every episode bro yeah Fuck you. <laughs> right, we're, kicking, we're kicking Tim out. Tim, you've been fired. Um, <laughs> uh, Jez, any anything else from from this episode? The music is great. Um, it's so yes. good. Yeah. yeah. And I, the themes slap. Yeah. And I, I gotta say, I, I loved the scene of them showing up in Alabama. Like, that entire sequence of them, like, the camera behind, like, the portals, and them, like, coming out with the guns ready to shoot. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. It was. Um, all right, well, I mean, if we have nothing else, uh, you know, get ready for next, or this upcoming Wednesday's episode, episode three. We'll be back next week talking all things about that. Perhaps we'll have the full crew. Um, but, I mean, until then, make sure to be following us on social media. Uh, we're going to do our best to be more uh, active. Plus, you want to drop those handles one more time? Definitely. On Twitter, we are Marvel Vision P. And Facebook, Marvel Vision Podcast. Throw it up. Boom. Like and subscribe. But, uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> but also hit the smash that like button, fam. <laughs> Five-star reviews, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, until next week, everybody, be safe. And podcasters... Disassemble.